What's going on, guys? This is Dave Heilman, a.k.a. Dynasty Dorks, and this is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, presented to you by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted single-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. If you sign up today, you bet $100, you're going to get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, backslash WinBet, at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T, state restrictions apply, we're also brought to you by the SGPN merch store. Head over to store.com, store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and use promo code MADNESS for 10% off orders of $40 or more. So I brought in I brought in Jeremy. Justin's joining me today. Brad, hope you feel better, sir. We're going to talk about NFL free agency, make some predictions, the dynasty impact, um, and direct and indirect impact. Because some of these guys, if they leave, there could be some guys that are winners, and you could maybe buy low on them now. Let's start talking about with the quarterback carousel. That's always the big ticket as far as free agency. The first domino has fallen. Derek Carr to the Saints. Everybody's talked about that. We've talked about that. The next one, it seems to be Aaron Rodgers. The Jets are all in on Aaron Rodgers. There's obviously um, seems to be some interest. The fact that the Packers were – allowing him to speak to the Jets shows that there's progress. Jets are possibly asking for a first-round pick. Um, Move the stick said it might be, you know, a second or two seconds. Justin, what do you think about Aaron Rodgers as far as a dynasty standpoint? Do you think that that would boost his stock if he goes to the Jets versus staying in Green Bay? Not necessarily. I feel like his dynasty stock is, you know, still pretty unilateral because of his age. You're not going to, you know, invest, you know, a ton in him regardless whether you're just trying to, you know, upgrade from retiring quarterbacks, or maybe you have, you know, guys coming in like a Brock Purdy that's hurt, you know, stacked with some aging quarterbacks, you know, so when you're, if you're looking to either sell him or acquire him in dynasty, I think it's going to be, you know, with those again, hungrier rosters, those teams that are you know really going to be, you know, desperate might be giving up a second round pick. I don't think anyone's going to be giving up a first round pick for him, but I, you know, with Nathaniel Hackett running the offense, I don't see like a huge, you know, spectrum change from him, like, you know, passing a lot more or being more of a downfield passer. I think we're going to continue to see the same old, same old Aaron Rodgers, maybe a little bit more effective in an offense that is still a little bit more vertical. And uh, Jeremy, people are, you know, a lot of people are going after Jordan Love and trades. Your super flex leagues, what would you uh, kind of gauge a value for Jordan Love? Would you accept uh, pick 112 in a super flex league for Jordan Love right now? Uh, yeah, probably. I think any first round pick is probably worth it at this point. Um, we really still don't know what Jordan Love is. Um, he showed some flashes. Um, LaFleur's going to be able to put him in good situations. He'll probably be a fairly productive fantasy asset no matter what. But he was still so raw coming out that we really don't know where he's progressed to. So for me, I think like 112, I'd probably hope for a little bit higher, but Assuming the 112 was my, or yeah, assuming where I am, I'd probably take that shot because the Packers probably aren't drafting a quarterback this year. You're at least going to get a year out of them. Mm. I'd probably say that's pretty good. Yeah, and that's that's kind of right around where Derek Carr, I did a dynasty price check, and that's kind of where he came in. Um, you know, Bruni, as, as far as the, the next big news would be Lamar Jackson, he got the tag. Um, as far as Lamar Jackson – he you know, put an article out today. He, you know, the, the Baltimore Ravens could just be allowing him to kind of realize his reality as mm-hmm. far as numbers. Maybe he's not getting a Deshaun Watson plus contract. He's still going to get a lot of money. And if anyone offers, they can match unless it's a team that has way more salary cap and puts like a super front loaded deal that the Baltimore Ravens can't match. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think he's done in Baltimore or do you think he's going to go somewhere else? It sounds like there's only a few teams left in play here, uh, being the Patriots and potentially the Raiders. I have not heard of any reports that the Raiders are completely out of this race just yet. It sounds like right now, outside of Baltimore, the Patriots are the front runners. They seem like a team that would be comfortable to give up those those additional two picks. Um, I don't think it's necessarily fair what the Ravens are doing, but they're doing their part of the business the right way. They're you know putting themselves in the best position possible because – they're going to force these teams to also cough up those two first-round picks. And a, guarantee, a full guaranteed contract in two first-round picks for Lamar Jackson is 
I mean, for a lot of quarterbacks, it's it's uh, it's not going to be worth it, right? I think Lamar Jackson is maybe pretty close to that, but I think the majority of the league is you know not the Cleveland Browns. They are not running the same way that Cleveland did, you know, with the type of contract that they offered Deshaun Watson, given his circumstance, not even you know playing that season, right? So I think that there is a good opportunity that he's back in Baltimore, but don't be surprised if you see some last minute bids, you know, come in here, you know, to try and um, to you know, steal them away. Yeah, and something I talked about in the article was, you know, there's a big difference between the Colts' fourth pick overall versus, like, Washington's pick or the Jets if they if they strike out on Aaron Rodgers. Like, it's a lot more comfortable giving up pick 21 sure. versus pick four right. when you're considering this. Um, again, you could see a match from Baltimore either way, mm-hmm. but Baltimore might be more inclined to take, you know, something that includes pick four or pick eight or pick nine in, in a situation um, and that, that could be a factor in this. Obviously, um, if everything goes into play and he's back in Baltimore, we have a new offensive coordinator, Todd Monk, in there. Uh, Rashad Bateman should be back. Baltimore, um, you know, should be targeting receivers in the draft. If he's back in Baltimore, Jeremy, do you think he's a, a buy low right now? I would, yeah. I, I feel like Lamar's kind of always been a buy low for the last year or so. Um, even last year, he was fairly affordable as far as dynasty goes. I feel like a lot of people are out on him for some reason. Um, I just don't know why. Uh, I still think that the rushing upside's there, obviously. And even with Todd Monk, and you're still going to see him run the ball. Georgia was a, not overly pass heavy, and he has been more pass heavy in the past at the NFL level. But you're still going to see a pretty run heavy, predicated team. And you're still going to see Lamar used that way, which is always plus. Obviously, you're going to get some rushing touchdowns out of him, but also just the pure rushing yards. And Lamar's developed a lot as a passer. I think nobody really wants to give him a ton of credit for it. I think that's still that old advantage of that he's not that great of a passer. But he's gotten significantly better since he's entered the NFL. And I think if Baltimore can get him a couple weapons, whether that's via free agency this year, which has a decent amount of mid-level type of wide receivers, that would definitely help that roster or they go out and they take one. They're in the perfect spot this year in the draft to kind of take one of these guys that are kind of going to be up on that board, you know, like the Josh Downs, the Jordan Addison's, Quentin Johnston, whatever their cup of tea is that they want to go after. Should Jordan probably Addison be from even, Maryland, by the way, just a little snippet there. Yeah. Should all be available, you know, uh, at that spot if they want to go that early. Also, the Spider Super class, I would say, is fairly deep but not like overly high end talent, but it's a deep mid-level type of wide receiver class. So I think they can go ahead and add a couple of weapons for shot. Bateman's hopefully healthy when he returns. Duvernay's done. Okay. He's not overly great, but he's something there. I really think that Lamar should be a guy that people should be investing in no matter where he goes. He's going to be a high end fantasy asset. He's, he's a top 12 quarterback every week with overall quarterback one upside. Nothing's changed, you know. It's he not started like, this last season absolutely on fire, like those yeah. first three or four games, and then I think people are just down on him because he was hurt. Yeah, that quick, like, uh, what has he done for me right now? Kind of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, we had some some people get tagged. We saw uh, Tony Pollard get the tag. Josh Jacobs got tagged. Saquon Barkley got tagged. We saw Evan Ingram get tagged, and because a combination, a weak receiver free agency on top of the numbers getting really high for a franchise tag for a receiver. It's like 17, 18 million dollars. So it's only going to go to the top end guys at this point, because it's just getting like receiver salaries have just gotten kind of like the quarterback salaries where they're, they're super high. Mm-hmm. Um, any of those, uh, those guys, I mean, do you think, um, you know, Bernie, do you think, um, you know, Tony Pollard, uh, what do you think about his his draft stock right now? Well, I think it's going to be all predicated on, you know, how he's going to bounce back from the injury, right? Uh, I'm seeing him his ADP slip a little bit for, like, best ball for this upcoming season. Um, you know, I think it's really just the uncertainty of the, the, the scenario. It feels like he could be a guy that does wind up missing, like, the first couple of weeks of the season. Um, so I feel like you can probably still buy lower on him right now. The team looks like they're going to restructure the uh, contract with Zeke Elliott, so he's going to be back. And I think that you're going to see a similar mixture of play calling and usage that we saw from this season from both of them. You may just get a little bit of a dip in like total production from Pollard because I feel like he could miss, you know, maybe a little bit less than a handful of starts returning from injury or just not being like that full 
um, you know, full hundred percent and getting that, you know, that usage that we're used to seeing from this past season. So I think he's a decent uh, buy low candidate. I don't think you wouldn't have to invest too much uh, to acquire him if you are interested, but I, I think that he's more of a sit and wait type of scenario buying it on him. Now you may, you know, get better value, but you don't have enough information on you know his full outlook. Yeah. And don't rule out the Cowboys with a running back in this draft class. Yeah. Um, there was a ton of running backs at the draft class at, you know, at the combine that said that they had spoken to the Dallas Cowboys. Um, so don't rule that out with, with Zeke there with, you know, with Tony Pollard and, was uh, Deuce Vaughn one of them? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I, I, did, I did not actually speak with Deuce Vaughn. Okay. But uh, a, a few of the running backs, uh, Jameer Gibbs spoke with the Cowboys. Kendra nice. Miller spoke with the Cowboys. Zach Evans. Um, some pretty big names. I think uh, Avanaconda yeah. as well. Um, we're going we're gonna to go through our free agents, but we're also going to check back in with the sponsors. We'll be right back. WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting, same-game parlays, a.k.a. WinBets Build Your Own Bet. March Madness is almost here. Plenty of ways to win, getting down on the NBA, NHL, and XFL. Sign up today, and you receive a special offer. If you bet $100, you're going to get $100. It's limited estate availability. And, of course, for our DGENs, only if you hit the biggest long-shot parlay of the week, you get $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash winbet. That's so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and play. Present in a play where present in a state where play through winbet is available. If you or somebody knows again, problem, please go 1-800-522-4700. So I wanted to show Spot Track's market value because I thought this is I think this is very interesting. They've been pretty spot on. Um, whenever it comes to their, you know, uh, kind of predictions of what people might get. Um, obviously, Tom Brady's not coming coming back, or at least uh, the, the kitten um, says that he's not coming back. But it looks like, you know, Taylor Heineke would be uh, in for quite a bit of money if he got a deal somewhere. Um, that's what their market says. Um, but realistically, looking at Dalton Schultz being a big ticket item in free agency, uh, I know we talked about potentially, you know, Dalton, Dalton Schultz going to a few different teams. Bruni, if you had a team for Dalton, where would you put him? I like the uh, the Giants. I think that he'd fit in really well with them right now. They're obviously, you know, pretty hungry at the receiver position. I know he's more of a lower A dot type of tight end. He's not going to maybe stretch the seam as much, but I feel like he would fit in really well with them right now. And, you know, the pass catching room is pretty barren. So I, I feel like right now he could be, you know, really prioritized. They could give him a good contract and, you know, kind of, you know, sing him them songs about, you know, getting a lot of volume, a lot of touches, a lot of targets. Jeremy, what are your thoughts about Dalton Schultz? Uh, do you have a team for him? I'm going to say that the Lions. I think the Lions are in a, Hungry. In a big, big need for tight ends. Um Clearly, pretty set at wide receiver at the moment. Amon Ra obviously hit. Williams is going to most likely be their secondary receiver. Obviously, losing Chark, but traded Hawkinson last year. You got DeAndre Swift there. Heavy run predicated team. Real good offensive line. Schultz is pretty good as a run blocker. Also does well at just kind of leaking out there to make those types of touchdown catches, stuff like that. Kind of fits that Detroit style tight end. Uh, and probably, I mean, he's going to get a good amount of money, but he shouldn't be overly expensive. And that would kind of sure that up and allow Detroit to kind of go after a quarterback or kind of take the direction out of either running back or wide receiver or defense in the first round. I'm going to keep him right there in Texas and I'm going to put him with the Houston Texans. Um, Something that a young quarterback needs is a safety blanket. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you mentioned it earlier. He's a kind of a catch and fall down, kind of a tight end red zone target. Um, He's not, Evan Ingram, you know, that kind of a yards after the catch kind of a guy. But he's a sure-handed guy. He's a good red zone target, and he's a dual threat. He, you know, I feel like can fit really well in that offense and um, instantly be one of the top two or three targets in that offense, assuming mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks is out of town. Um, they'll probably draft somebody to go with Nico Collins there and John Mechie. Um, but I'm going to put him there. Uh, the next guy on the list, based on the market value, is Juju Smith-Schuster, coming in at about $14 million a year for four years. That's pricey, but we've seen some big contracts for NFL free agents. Um, what are your guys' thoughts here about Juju, Justin? 
where do you think would be a good spot for Juju Smith-Schuster? I've been picking the the Vikings. I've been talking about you know cutting ties with Adam Thielen. When we've seen Juju Smith-Schuster play very well, it was obviously when he was playing second fiddle to AJ Brown. I feel like that could be you know another narrative we could follow with him to Minnesota, playing behind Justin Jefferson and an offense that is very very vertical. I feel like it would fit his skill set. Jeremy, what are your thoughts? I like Juju. Minnesota is a good call. Uh, I feel like that's like a a, a wide receiver hotspot at the moment. Mm. I think that they've got to take somebody or get somebody. Um, But for discussion purposes, I'm going to go with – sorry, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Uh, I'm going to go New Orleans. I think New Orleans is another spot that needs a wide receiver. Kind of can fit into that slot-style mold. Let Olave work that perimeter as a deep threat. Um, Michael Thomas, if hopefully can stay healthy, gives you a little bit of that inside. Again, some more toughness necessarily. Juju's not overly tough, but he'll go across the middle of the field, lay his shoulder or two. So I kind of like Juju there. Um, outside of that, a return to KC would be great, but I don't think that happens. Do you think they offer him more than they did last year? They offered him like it was like ten million in KC. Yeah. I'd say probably. Honestly, I, I he probably returns to KC is my my most likely bet, um, just because I think KC needs some receivers. I don't know if they're necessarily going to go there in the draft. Mm-hmm. They're losing Hardman. Tony is hard to stay on the field, and I mean Mahomes targeted him a lot. They kind of liked him down the stretch, and I I think they could I could see him resigning. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I did put him in a different spot. I put him with Atlanta. Um, Atlanta's got a ton of money. Um, they have some you know, needs at the receiver position. They have Drake London, they have Kyle Pitts, and they have nothing else. Um, so they're going to draft somebody, I believe, but you also got to get some veterans in there. Juju is you know, he's younger veteran. Mm-hmm. Feels like he's been in the league for 10 years, and he's only 25 years old. Um, but, you know, Juju is, you know, he is a veteran. He is a, a good run blocker and, um, you know, would be a, another big – powerful weapon out there, um, you know, in Atlanta. Um, the next guy on the list based on, you know, based on the market is Alan Lazard. And we're looking at three years, $37 million. Um, again, this is a market projection off of spot track. Um, what are your thoughts here for Alan Lazard, Justin? I put down the Browns. Give me a receiver that can play in the cold. I think it's I think it's really underrated quality to be perfectly honest with you. I like uh, Cleveland or the Bills. You know, I think I feel like he could go there on some team friendly oriented contracts, be a big part of their offense. You know, Browns are going to still pass a lot this season. Obviously, the Bills pass a lot. They got Josh Allen. Give me a nice little cold weather uh, destination for Alan Lazard. Love it. Yeah, Alan Lazard is you know he's one of the best run blocking uh, wide receivers in the game. I mean, he had. You don't see a lot of highlight blocks, and he had a highlight block last year. I believe it was Miami, where he blocked three defenders in, in one play. Um, you know, there's just it's not going to show up on the stat sheet, but that's the kind of stuff that coaches love, teammates love, and uh, you know, he's he's a guy. He battled injuries last year, so he's a little you know, kind of on and off the field. But another guy that that I like, Jeremy. Do you have a spot for Alan Lazard? Uh, you kind of hit on the run blocking, and that's where I'm going to go. Um, I like him in Atlanta or Baltimore. Um, both need a wide receiver. Uh, he can stretch the field at times. He also is very good in the red zone. But like you said, the run blocking can't be overstated. Both teams heavy on the predicated on the run game. Um, both need their wide receivers to block with their run schemes. And uh, what I think Munkin's going to bring to Baltimore, it's probably still going to need some blocking receivers. Kind of like you said, should be team-friendly allows them to go out and get some other bigger names as well. So we got Jacoby Myers next on the list. And, you know, for some people, he's the top wide receiver in this class. Uh, He does, you know, he is kind of just a slot receiver. Um, And I say just a slot receiver. There's a lot of teams that run, you know, 11 personnel as their primary. And, um, you know, with Jacoby Myers, you don't get a lot of, you know, touchdown production, but you get, you know, a sure, a sure-handed possession receiver that can man the slot. Um, Justin, I think you hadn't gone to the Bears. 
I do. I have him going to my Chicago Bears. Uh, we need a better slot receiver than Darnell Mooney, unfortunately. Uh, we saw Mooney and Claypool in small doses together last season. Uh, I, I just don't trust them to not make a, uh, a big move here, and it doesn't sound like we're going to be able to land DeAndre Hopkins. So this might be the best move that we could make at receiver, and his sure-handedness, his, his catchability is very strong. More reliable hands. I, I would trust him a lot more than Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool is our first receiver. Again, it's still going to be you know most likely a run first type of offense, especially a run quarterback first type of offense. So you know that mixing him into that I think would be a good fit. You know I think we have that big body guy in Claypool right now, and we invested a lot in him, so he should probably fill that role as a starter, as like that big X receiver on the outside, and then maybe you know Mooney and Myers can kind of you know cut it up in the middle of the field. Yeah, and you see, there's a lot of linemen on this, and I know for fantasy football, you don't have any linemen on your fantasy football team. But fan, these guys pave the way for your running backs. They protect mm-hmm. your quarterbacks and allow your receivers to get open. There's a lot of centers and interior offensive linemen that are going to be switching teams this year. Um, so uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, Jeremy, thoughts on Jacoby Myers? Uh, I really like him at Indy, I think. Um, it's a team that's going to have a rookie quarterback, going to be heavy on Jonathan Taylor. But they really need a slot guy. Alec Pierce is going to be their um, – Outside edge, as long as Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell's a free agent. Um, so they're going to need a guy in the middle. Jacoby Myers gives you that sure-handedness, and he's not going to be asked to have to do too much. Um, and I think that's kind of perfect, kind of fit his same role that he's been there in New England for the Indianapolis Colts. I put him in Buffalo, and, and I know that divisionally, you know, you guys in the past have swapped players quite a bit. Um, typically it's New England stealing from everybody else, but I'm going to put him there with Buffalo. The offense did, you know, really well when Cole Beasley was there and he was that third down option and they've tried to patchwork that team together as far as, you know, trying to get Emmanuel Sanders going, Khalil Shakur, John Brown. I mean, you've had different players man the position and a lot of it, you know, injury wise, um, Gabe Davis last year, he was big play Gabe or big game Gabe. But he was also big boomer bust Gabe and all or nothing. Um, the, it's always been Gabe Davis. You know, I don't know why everybody thought it'd be different. How do you balance somebody that's boomer bust? Is give him a steady Eddie like Jacoby Myers, who just doesn't drop the ball and is exactly where he needs to go. And I think with Josh Allen, he could be uh, a monster. You know, ninety catch guy back like Cole Beasley was ninety catch guy with Josh Allen there, and um, you know, so that's that's where I that's where I put him, and I think. It would improve his dynasty stock um, if he were to go to Buffalo. I'd like it. The only reason I'm just going to say no is probably because they're not going to be able to pay him. They're yeah. too they're too tight. I think if I think you'll see him take a receiver. I think they want someone more explosive. Love Jacoby Myers; he's one of my favorite guys. Mm-hmm. But just the explosiveness isn't really there. And I think they're going to go. I think the first round you're going to see him take like Josh Downs, a Flowers, somebody who's there, Jordan Addison, if he falls. I'm going to check back in with the sponsors, and we're going to finish up. we got a lot of running backs to go through. Um, unfortunately, those running backs are a lot lower on this list because they, uh, they just don't get paid as much. Um, we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Uh, Underdog Fantasy is heating up for March Madness. College Pick'em is great. Is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted after day one. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use Promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, and as far as the next player up on the board, um, McCole Hardman. And so this guy is, is interesting. Um, you know, he was a little overdrafted um, in your rookie drafts when Tyreek Hill was you know, possibly going to be suspended. And then he started to show a little bit of a glimpse of hope. Then he got injured and missed the rest of the season last year. Did get a Super Bowl ring. Now he's probably going to be out of town looking for a big contract. Bernie, what are your thoughts on McCall Harmon? I have uh, the Dallas Cowboys down. Looks like you have the same team. I feel like he'd be a really good fit there. I think that Michael Gallup could be a potential cap casualty. I think he's like the fourth or fifth highest paid player on the team right now. So if he doesn't get a restructured contract, I think uh, they could open up some more space there and more roster utility. Um, I, I don't know if they are going to attack the, the receiver position heavily in free agency or via trade. I know that we've heard some rumors of DeAndre Hopkins potentially being on the move over there. If they don't do that, I feel like it could be 
you know, a collaboration of free agent receivers, you know, uh, draftees, of course, and CD Lamb. I think Miko Hardman could fit into that. You know, his uh, his speed and his, you know, gadgetry that you can ways that you can use him. I actually kind of for some reason got familiar vibes with like Tony Pollard because he's got strong legs. He's a strong runner. We've seen him also carry the ball. So I mm-hmm. feel like they could, you know, really, you know, um, you know, skew him up, you know, for some creative type of action. Um, I feel like honestly, he, he could hit the market and go land anywhere. I just felt like the Cowboys were a decent fit given their roster. You know, I, I feel like we were looking for some of those um, some of those younger receivers to boom last year. That that really didn't happen. So, uh, yeah, I think it'd be a good fit. But honestly, a, a player of his skills, a skill set and his speed, anyone could come and grab him. Yeah, I think it would benefit everybody involved, fantasy, the players, if we did the draft first, like the yeah. NBA. Yeah, because it's just you know these guys could go somewhere. But you look at the the draft the, the draft class. There's so many rookie receivers that are mm-hmm. similar skill set to you know Michael Hardman and a, you know obviously appear to have a much higher ceiling and you're paying this guy you know 10 million a year according to the market um yeah I, I think you know and I think my Giants could be in there um I don't want to see my yeah. Giants pay Michael Hardman 10 million dollars a year um Omer already paying Kenny Galladay a ton of money to not play football but um, Mike Kafka is you know the Giants offensive coordinator he has some familiarity with the Chiefs okay. and their passing game and so you could see a connection there um, if if he's, you know, interested. Um, what are your thoughts on McCall Hardman, Jeremy? I'm going to say the Eagles. Uh, we've seen him try Quez Watkins in the slot, very similar style player. Um, Watkins has had his moments, but also Cole Hardman, a little bit more talented, uh, kind of gives them that deep threat. I mean, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith can get deep, but really kind of gives you that burner in there that you can kind of use in a versatile way. Um, I think it's something that Eagles offense was missing. They really didn't have that speed type of burner. They got to see him firsthand at the Super Bowl. So I think that could be a, an interesting landing spot. Yeah, and and I just if, – if Hardman goes to these teams, I just – I don't think he's going to get this kind of money, but we'll we'll see. Um, Irv Smith, another guy that I'm looking at the projection going $10 million a year for Irv Smith. Um, I have him projected to my giants. Uh, there's a connection there with Alabama, with Brian Dable. Um, you know, Irv Smith is a balanced, you know, balanced tight end. He's, you know, he comes from a pro style offense. He can block, he can catch. He just hasn't been healthy. And, you know, I'm hoping you get some more of a discount here. This guy was a, high draft capital guy, highly recruited guy. And, um, you know, people had a lot of high expectations for him. He just has not done anything. Um, he's obviously one of the guys that we don't expect to go back to his team after the Hawkinson trade. Um, Bernie, what do you got for Irv Smith? A revenge signing in Detroit. I know Jeremy brought up uh, nice. Schultz going there. But, hey, I mean, you know, you brought in Hawkinson, go over to, go over to the Lions. They obviously have a big need. So revenge signing. Uh, he could go anywhere. There's a huge thirst for the for the tight end position. Really, everyone in the NFC North, other than the Minnesota Vikings, could use him. Uh, so maybe throw in the Packers there. Um, but it's it's a very hungry position around the league. Um, I, I was kind of drawn a blank, so I just thought that would be a fun pick. Jeremy, uh, I'll go Carolina. Carolina really only has Tommy Tremble, Ian Thomas. Not overly the two most dynamic tight ends in the world. Frank Wright's there. We know Frank Wright has accumulated a great batch of tight ends in Indianapolis and left that behind. Um, likes to use multiple tight ends. Could be a good option there to kind of help supplement DJ Moore in the pass game. I like that. Um, the next guy on the list would be DJ Chark. Um, Justin, what are your thoughts on Chark? Uh, he's going to demand a lot. Uh, I have him going to the Giants just because they're very hungry for the position. They could have potentially three or four receivers walking right now. They only have Isaiah Hodgins and Wandell Robinson, who I think still holds an injury de- uh, designation. And I feel like he could demand a lot. They still have a fair amount of cap. Uh, also could see a team like the Falcons. They have a fair amount of cap. The Bears do as well, but I just don't know if he fits well with them. They're not a downfield passing team, so scheme-wise, I just don't feel like, like he fits. So I like the Giants. They're just very hungry for the position, have a lot of cap. Yeah, Giants fans have a little PTSD about Detroit Lions receivers going over there. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I like that. Uh, I like that fit. And if I, As a Giants fan, especially looking at this price tag versus Miko Hardman, give me Chark. Um, yeah. Jeremy, Jeremy, what do you got? 
I like Atlanta. I'm just going to keep it short and simple. I think Atlanta's a good spot, gives them a good opportunity. Kind of similar in a way to, to Drake London as far as a deep threat goes. But they've got a lot of money and they need some playmakers there. I'll go with Atlanta. I'll throw a curveball on here. Put him on the Baltimore Ravens and then move Rashad Bateman into the slot as the big slot and improve and two, two guys with one. Um, but Shark, I think, is one of the guys that made himself some money at the end of the year last year. Uh, I don't think Frost Monroe is going to you know, garner too much. Mike Gusecki, I, I, I don't think he's going to garner too much. Do you guys have anything on either of those guys? I'd like to talk about the running backs. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think they're worth trying to grab in Dynasty. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not looking to pay an arm and a leg for them, but they're guys that I'd probably try to grab right now before they sign somewhere. See if you can get them fairly cheap. They're going to get signed. Both yep. are very athletic. Both can be weapons in the pass game. They're going to be somewhere. They'll probably have some value at some point in the near future. So if you can get them pretty cheap, I'm in on it. Yeah, I had Gusecki going to the Titans. Really anywhere again where you're just hungry. They can convince him that he's going to you know, be included in the offense and you know, obviously get a contract. I think that most feel that Mike Gusecki was mismanaged and underused in Miami. He could have been a bigger part of that offense. So I think he's in line for a big bounce back season. I agree with uh, Jeremy's sentiment. Buy low on him now before he does sign, and that draft stock or trade value cost is going to go up. So I want to bring up David Montgomery, and I also want to bring up Khalil Herbert. So, Justin, I have you, you have Montgomery going back to the Bears. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on Khalil Herbert? Should someone sell high on Herbert right now going into free agency? No, I don't think so. I, I think that you should probably hold Khalil Herbert because I think that even if they do bring back David Montgomery, um, which may not may not happen, there's still a bevy of you know running backs still available in the market. Um, so I think the Bears are going to get the best part of that deal. You know they're going to get something that they're comfortable with, but again, have a ton of cap. Khalil Herbert had a very reliable role last season. He's someone that I think you want to hold in dynasty or try to buy at a little bit of a lower cost. If you do see you know a David Montgomery signing in the next you know six to seven days here. Um, I feel like his stock could be down a little bit, you know, per- perception of the public. But in reality, I think that he's going to have a, a reliable role in the offense. Now, if they bring back Montgomery and signed another running back, kind of, you know, going with that three running back playbook that we saw from the Eagles last year with a run first quarterback and Jalen Hurts, Bears may try to pick up a similar type of narrative or playbook on how to attack their run game. Then I think you get more concerned. But that doesn't feel like the um, the situation right now. The Bears need to load up on you know, offensive line, defense, and a receiver. So I feel like they may be comfortable bringing those two back with Justin Fields. Obviously, you know, the offense was, you know, booming at the end of the season once they started letting Justin Fields run and, you know, all those guys were eating. Jeremy, your thoughts on Dave Montgomery? I honestly don't think the Bears bring him back. Um, I think that they kind of made it a point that they liked Khalil Herbert. I know they kind of like that tandem. Um, but I think they're going to save themselves a little bit of money. I think they draft somebody. And that's the thing. These free agent running backs are going to have a heck of a time getting a contract, I think, just because this class is deep and it's good. And a lot of them kind of fit the same mold that these guys are in. And David Montgomery kind of didn't live up to necessarily the hype that we've seen as a fantasy asset. I mean, he's had a good couple of years as far as volume, but he's not the most explosive um, I think he's going to end up somewhere else. It's a guy that I'm definitely going to try and acquire because I think he lands in a spot that he's going to see a decent role, um, whether that's Carolina, whether that's Atlanta, whether that's somewhere that he kind of steals a guy that we really want something from, um, possibly Denver, you know, like Javante Williams probably is not going to be ready week one. You could see Denver looking for one. You could see him end up in Detroit instead of Jamal Williams as a DeAndre Swift counterpart. Like, there's going to be value, and he's a guy that I'm going to be looking to acquire just because I still think he's underrated for what he is. Um, I just don't think he returns to Chicago. So I definitely am also not moving Khalil Herbert because I think Herbert's a big part of their plans moving forward. Yeah, and and I like Herbert. I scooped him up in a lot of leagues last year. Um, eventually, people started getting smart to it and kind of had the same idea. But, um, you know, you see here, if he gets the contract that's on the board, it's a lot more affordable, and they might be interested. But yeah, I can you know you can see him going to a lot of different places. And um, again, it'd be so nice if we had the draft ahead of time versus Dave Montgomery signing somewhere, looking really really good, and they draft a running back behind him. 
Right. Um, Miles Sanders, um, Miles Sanders, you know, he, he started to show up and then in the Super Bowl, uh, he went away. Um, so I think that tells you all that you need to know about how Philadelphia feels about Miles Sanders. Um, he could come back there if he's willing to, to accept that role um, and, you know, find out he's not going to get a whole bunch of money elsewhere. But he could be one of these guys that, you know, if Miles Sanders goes and lands a starting job on the Miami Dolphins or, you know, one of these other teams, he, he could be exciting. Um, Justin, where do you have him going? I have the Broncos listed similar reasons to what Jeremy had mentioned for David Montgomery. And I was also flirting with the Dolphins pick because I think that Mostert and Wilson are both coming back. And I think that that would be a, a similar, you know, solid three-man tandem that he was, you know, kind of, you know, again, similar with in, uh, in Philadelphia. I don't know if he's going to go somewhere and he's just going to demand a lot of touches given his age and his declining skill. Uh, but I think the Broncos, again, are a good fit as well just because, you know, Javante Williams could miss a, you know, a small handful of games to start the season. I feel like as a tandem, they would be good together. And Miles Sanders could, you know, uh, keep the bench warm while he's waiting for uh, Javante to return. Jeremy? I'm going to go with a pretty wild one with some rumors that are going on. I'm going to say Minnesota. Okay. Delvin Cook, you know, we saw some things today that there's been teams calling on Delvin Cook. I think the Vikings want to move on. They don't want to pay him his contract. Alexander Madison is also a free agent. So their desperate need for a running back. Miles Sanders, I think, is not going to garner as much on the open market like we kind of touched on. I think they're definitely open to paying him you know, seven million instead of I think what the fourteen or fifteen they're supposed to owe Cook. Similar ability to play in both the ground game and the pass game as Cook is, and we even saw that Cook kind of. I mean, they used him at times, but the running back's not totally the high end prospect of that offense in Minnesota. Uh, and he kind of, I would say, Sanders is similar to Cam Akers, who was in LA when uh, Oka- or uh, when O'Connell was there. So. Yeah, and I'll, I'll look at some of his former coaches. Um, you had Doug Peterson in, in Jacksonville, and you've got Frank Reich over there in Carolina as potential fits. Um, yeah, I don't think he's going to go somewhere and really take a a, a starting role. Um, and to be honest, there's just not a lot of those starting roles that exist. Um, the next guy would be Damian Harris. Uh, I really um, kind of stuck on this one. Justin, what are your thoughts here? I put him with the Rams, kind of a similar comp to you was just mentioning about Cam Akers. I feel like they have a similar skill set. I feel like they're just weak at the position overall. Cam Akers' health has always been a concern for them. I feel like Harris is just a very good downhill runner. Run him into the pile. Get yourself three to four solid yards. Uh, just more of a role player right now. I just and Again, it's a pretty thin market for running back. I don't think he's going to demand a lot. I feel like he goes in with a team like the Rams, You know, gets in a good fit where you know he can get himself 10 to 12 touches a game. Jeremy? I'm going to stay inside the division, and I'm going to go to my own team. I'm going to say the Bills. Um, If he's cheap enough and he's not guarding a high-end price tag, uh, the Bills will be in on him. I don't know if the Bills are going to draft anybody. I know there's some hope that they take B. John Robinson, but they just spent a second-round pick on James Cook. They're not taking a running back any time before the third round, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. Uh, At that point, you're talking about some dart throws. They need a bigger-bodied running back. They want to get James Cook involved. And if they don't bring Singletary back, I think Damian Harris would be a real good compliment. Like uh, Brumie had said there, downhill runner, gets it downhill fast, not afraid to punish guys, would be that great finisher at the uh, goal line for the Bills. And again, stay inside and show the Patriots what they lost, you know. True that. Twice hey, I was going to ask you about, you know, it's kind of a nice compliment with James Cook there, who James Cook did look pretty good at the end of the season. Um, Kareem Hunt, another guy we thought would be traded last year. A lot of people were buying him up before the trade deadline, thinking he was going to go to the Rams or the Dolphins or somewhere. He didn't go anywhere. And for whatever reason, Cleveland stopped using him after week two. Um, so we thought for the trade deadline, um, put him in bubble wrap, but they did not. They just put him in the shelf. And so um, Kareem Hunt is going to be on a new team most likely. Um, he's already kind of had his thing, you know, one day holdout last year with Cleveland. Um, what are your thoughts, Bernie, on Kareem Hunt? I uh, put down the Eagles. I know that they were potential buyers at the at the deadline. Nothing happened. If Miles Sanders leaves, I feel like that's a great you know u- unilateral move. Wouldn't cost the team a whole lot, in my opinion, given Kareem Hunt's you know 
what he's done. <laughs> what, what have you done for me recently type of situation? Didn't do anything last year. The year prior was a little bit more productive, but you know, his, his numbers have been coming down. So I feel like he could get a, a friendly contract on a good team and, you know, bounce back. I feel like the Eagles are a good spot. I think that he could mix into the passing game, be using the red zone. Eagles would be a good spot for him for sure. Jeremy. I'm going to go with Miami. I think if Miami can't get a running back, he runs pretty well on that like type of a zone scheme type of runner. He's a guy that is okay and can move laterally, find that hole, get one foot in the ground and get downhill. I think Green Punt, um, obviously 27, a little bit slower at this point, but would be a price tag friendly and fit really good into that system if they don't decide to not bring back Jeff Wilson or Raheem Mostert. Or they could probably bring one of those guys back and Kareem Hunt, who's a little bit more physical, a little bit better pass catcher. They tried to get someone similar to that in Chase Edmonds last offseason. Um, I think that would be a, a real good fit for the Dolphins, the way that they want to use their run game. Yeah, I put him with the Falcons. Um, I, I do think that, you know, Tyler Algier had a, had a great end of the season last year, mm-hmm. but I think he's someone that is in danger. Um, and you can see, you know, the Falcons move on from Cordero Patterson and bring in someone like Kareem Hunt, who's more of a pass catcher, um, compliment him. Um, just to stick with the running backs, just kind of go through some other um, big names. Rashad Penny. Um, Justin, what are your thoughts about Rashad Penny going anywhere but Seattle? It feels like he's probably going to come back. Uh, where did I have him? I put down the Patriots. Uh, you know, if you see Damian Harris leave, I feel like they would be a good fit. You know, Bill Belichick in New England, always big fans of the downtrodden in the in the league. I feel like Rashad Penny, Rashad Penny definitely fits that mold. Uh, that mold, excuse me. Um, and yeah, I just feel like he could be a good secondary weapon in that in that offense. Obviously, the Patriots use a, a plethora of running backs. I feel like that's the type of situation that Rashad Penny needs to be in. A, a bit nice three, four man rotation. Jeremy. Uh, I'm going to say he probably returns to Seattle. I think it makes the most sense. I don't think that, I mean, I know he's flashed, but he's never been overly healthy. I don't know if a team's going to take a shot on him um, with the way the running back class goes. So I think if he returns anywhere, it's probably Seattle just because of the already connection that's there. Yeah, no, I can see that. I mean, He's just uh, – he didn't have much of a market last year in free agency, so I don't think he's going to have a huge market in free agency this year. Uh, what about Alexander Madison? Um, you know, he's kind of a Twitter darling. Um, he's actually uh, – was he, 25 years old? Um, so he's, you know, a little younger than people think he is. Um, and when he's gotten a full workload, he's been a great fantasy option. What are your guys' thoughts, uh, Justin, first on Alexander Madison? I have him sliding down to Tampa Bay, playing along Rashad White. I feel like he's still a running back that I would prefer to have in a tandem. I, I don't know. I mean, t- correct me if I'm wrong. Like, do you guys think he should be a 20 touch, you know, game player? Uh, Jeremy, what are your thoughts? I think so. I think he could handle it. I mean, he's done it in small sample sizes, but yeah, he's that's... done it. I think. I don't think he's gonna. I don't know. I think. We'd have to see it over a long season, but I mean, from what he's shown us, he can handle it. He's done it for small sample sizes. So do I think he's probably, I could see him flaming out. I'm not going to like put all my chips in one basket, mm-hmm. but I'd like to see it. Um, but I don't know if you're going to get there anyways. You're going to have tandems. I feel like that's the thing now at the NFL level. Everybody wants a tandem and it makes the sense, you know, it's probably better for these players too. I mean, I know they all want to be in there, but adds career longevity. I mean, they might not get paid as much, but you might be in the league a little bit longer just because you're able to kind of be that site of skill set. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't see him as that guy personally. Uh, we have seen it in small doses, but I've never really been extremely high on Alexander Madison. Uh, I always felt like his fill-in production was somewhat flash of the pan oriented um, just because the offense has been, you know, set up for Dalvin Cook. So obviously, you know, they're going to have some things in play to make the running back look good. And there's definitely been times where he's looked like he's had a better burst than, say, Dalvin Cook, but not so much like the nuance and skill at the position, I would say. Like I said, I think he feel fit good in with Tampa Bay. Obviously, they have a bigger question to answer at quarterback, and I feel like they're still going to need to add another running back to that room. I think he would be a good fit alongside Rashawn White. Again, not commanding, you know, uh, uh, the, the huge bulk of the offense, uh, for the running back position, but definitely be, would be involved more so than he was in Minnesota. And we would see him shine probably more so. I, I put him in, you know, if, if he's in a starting role, I think there's two two spots. One, 
He stays in Minnesota, and Minnesota moves on from Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. Um, they could draft a running back to go beside him. It doesn't mean he's going to get the whole thing to himself. But we saw with Dalvin Cook, it was a different offense this year, and Alexander Madison cut into Dalvin Cook's workload, and Dalvin Cook actually played an entire season for once. And so um, my they could have a similar approach, bringing someone in. Um, the Minnesota Vikings were another team down at the combine was very popular in regards to the running back position and the rookies. Um, but the Miami Dolphins, so you put them down in Miami, um, having him have a large portion of that backfield. Um, I think he offers a dual threat. He's a big enough running back that he could command 20 carries a game, but you don't even need 20 carries. I'm looking for 15. I want 15 touches a game. 15 touches a game, that's about 250, 260 touches a year. That is more than enough to be fantasy viable. If he gets a little bit more than that, then we're in good shape. And this guy's got a lot of tread left on the tires. He's been primarily a backup for the last four years. Mm -hmm. Um, But he offers good size. And you look at this running back class, as good as it is, there's not a lot of guys that are even that size. And so when you're looking for someone that's going to come in more of the carries you look for some of these bigger backs i think if they can find you know and he's not going to command a whole lot of money and for whatever reason he's not on this list but we all know he's going to be a free agent um the next guy that i want restricted free agent that's probably why oh he's a restricted free agent okay he's restricted yeah well that that would make that that would make more sense um the last guy i want to talk about was uh last two guys jamal williams leonard fournette Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts here um what do you guys, what do you guys think about Jamal Williams, Jeremy Jamal Williams, and Justin Fournette? I'm gonna say Jamal Williams returns to Detroit. Um, I think that they liked that setup and that tandem there. Uh, I know it was annoying for anybody who has DeAndre Swift on their fantasy team, but I think it's to the point now that I know we don't like the pain point injury prone, but DeAndre Swift can't finish an entire season. Um, unfortunately, so talented, but he's just not holding up to the NFL level, at least at this moment. Jamal Williams had a great season. I mean, even although most of his fantasy points came from touchdowns, he was still productive when he touched the ball. I mean, he wasn't like blowing the doors off anybody, but he kind of gives you that damn Campbell vibes of biting kneecaps and just running people over. Great locker room presence for them. He'll probably return there on a decent contract. I don't think he'll probably overcharge them, to be honest. He'll probably want to go back, possibly. And I think that just makes the most sense. It's not going to be best for fantasy value, but I think that's Justin. where he ends up. Yeah, I had Fournette go into the Ravens. I just am not in love with Gus Edwards. I know that they had extended him, but I feel like they can either restructure or get out of that contract. J.K. Dobbins should be back. I feel like Dobbins and Fournette would be a very good tandem. Dobbins, very good downhill runner. You could use Fournette in the passing game, really, you know, scheme him up creatively in the playbook. And, you know, I know everyone's really down on Leonard Fournette right now. I'm loving his ADP on these best ball drafts on underdog. He's going like in the double digit rounds coming off an RB2 season. He's had 72, 68 receptions his past two seasons. I think there's plenty left in the tank for playoff Lenny. Um, get him, get him, get him on a, a healthy playoff team. I say the Ravens, but again, he, he could end up anywhere in a tandem. Uh, I also like the Falcons. Yeah. Can I give you my spot quick? Yeah. I'll get you out of here quick. New Orleans. Betty returns to Louisiana. There you go. Alvin Kamara suspension. Stays yeah. relatively close to Tampa. Could Just have get rid a really of Kamara at this role. point. Yeah. Just now, I, I did. I had I New Orleans down for my pick for Fournette, uh, but so I, I – I do think that the uh, Buffalo Bills would be very interesting for both of these guys mm-hmm. uh, to give a hammer so they don't have to use Josh Allen as the hammer in the red zone. Um, but I think those guys would be very interesting. Um, a few, just a few more players. I know we're getting, we're getting uh, towards the uh, Deontay Foreman. I know they said they want to bring him back in Carolina. He's someone that you can probably get on the, the super cheap. Is that someone you guys would be interested in right now? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to come back. I think he's going to have a similar workload with Chubba Hubbard. They, I think the only concern would be if they bring in another guy. you know. And, they, and they've said as much like, yeah, we want Dante Foreman back, but 
We also want like three guys running the ball consistently and touching the ball at the backfield. So I think if that domino falls, then you're a little bit more concerned. But I don't think if you know if you're hungry at running back right now, you know, and you want to spend like a third, second, late second, I think that could definitely get it done easily. I asked Zach Charbonnet who he met with, and he said Cincinnati, Seattle, Carolina, and there was another team. I forget who it was. Well, that's that's a handful of teams still. So. But I thought Carolina was interesting. That is. Um, Jeremy, we got uh, Hayden Hurst. We left him out. He's probably the best fantasy football option behind Dalton Schultz out of this list. If he leaves the Bengals, where, where do you think he would go? If he leaves Cincy, I'm going to say. I put him in Carolina. Yeah, I already gave them somebody. Can't do that again. I'd like him in Carolina. Um, I think he could go there. Um, I'm going to say... trying to think of who has an opening that would make the most sense. Maybe Tampa or Dallas. Maybe Dallas. If it's contract-friendly. Um, if they get priced out on Dalton Schultz, I know they have Ferguson and Hendershot who they drafted and they may just roll with those guys. Um, but if they're looking to add somebody and Hurst is contract friendly, that would be really nice for his fantasy value. I would be shooting and hoping for that. Um, but outside of that, I like Carolina, like you'd mentioned. Again, any tight end that lands in Carolina, I'm going to like. All right, rapid fire. OBJ, where does he go, Justin? Bills. Jeremy? Oh, no, get him away from me. Um Dallas. Baker Mayfield, where does he go? Justin? Uh, Rams, stays. Jeremy? Ditto. Sam Darnold, where does he go, Justin? Probably stays. Uh, I put down the Titans as a backup. Carolina. Carson Wentz. Justin? Buccaneers. Jeremy? Oh, shoot. I don't remember who I had. What do I have? God, this is too fast. Uh, New England. Jimmy Garoppolo. Big one. We missed that one. Justin. Uh, Colts. Jeremy. Raiders. Gardner Minshew. Justin. I screwed that up. He's the Colts. Uh, Raiders is for Jimmy. Sorry. Screw that up. Colts for Gardner. I like it. I agree. Good guy to season their rookie. Mm-hmm. And we're out. All right. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow our guest, Jeremy, at Pope's FFH. And as always, good luck this season.